the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie K and Chandro Tar here with you today on the episode of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. The fully guaranteed deal. Did we ever think that was going to happen in the NFL? And who could potentially be getting it? And is it a target of the Denver Broncos? Well, and how would that affect the Denver Broncos in free agency when it comes to grabbing a quarterback? But first on the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, and of course the 70 Colorado beers on tap and the 100 Colorado distilled spirits. What, 100 Distilled Spirits, 70 Colorado beers on tap. Uh, 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 new chef Andrea Varela at the downtown location keeps the, the menu rotating out, too, and baseball season's coming up, and the weather's going to be warmer, so yeah. it's a perfect place to be. And uh, Yeah, hi, I'm Sean Droter, Ronnie Kay. Well, you talked about the idea of the fully guaranteed contract. Mike Florio of NBC's uh, Pro Football Talk suggested that the New York Jets may consider not only pursuing Kirk Cousins with basically everything they've got, but might fully guarantee the entire contract. That would not only be a, a huge deal for Cousins, it would it would fundamentally change the way free agency gets done in the NFL because that, that's a bit of a Pandora's box. Once you open that, it's very hard to, to put it back in. Because exactly like you said, once you jump in the water, you're in the water with this, and this becomes the benchmark. I, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I, I know Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback, but this is the guy we're going to start the fully guaranteed deal with. I mean, do you really think this is realistic here? No. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's. In fact, it would be kind of foolhardy for them to do it. There'd be no reason to. But Washington to do it. would be, or uh, uh, the Jets would be a team that would do something like this. Yeah, maybe, and it would it would probably get the job done. One would think, but I, I think there will actually be maybe. I don't know if it's collusion or who knows what, but there might be enough pressure from, I might get a few calls from fellow owners going, "Hey, if you if you do this, remember we're basically going to have to fully guarantee everything now. Someone will." Uh, so at least with the quarterbacks to start. And next year, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan are for renegotiation. If you fully guarantee Kirk Cousins' contract, neither one of those guys are doing anything yeah. less. I mean, you are you are pinning every other owner in every other situation Which, moving forward. You're okay with that if you're the first, but it also will come around to you again one day. So I, I, I think it's a tough thing that probably won't happen, even though it's been considered by the Jets, apparently, uh, according to Mike Florio. The same thing that Washington's talked about, perhaps transition tagging Kirk Cousins or maybe franchise tagging him in the, uh, you know, kind of the opportunity to get a trade. That's a bluff, too, because you'd have to put the tag on him, and then he eats up that cap money. Uh, Washington's entire offseason would be done. Already, you, you would have nothing basically you could do. And, and I was reading somewhere and, and, about... And you'd have to gamble because you might have, what if nobody traded? Yeah. Now you have Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith, or you just pull a Josh McDaniels and just back out of an agreed deal? Well, and we just saw a situation where A.J. McCarron won his grievance against his team. Uh, I was reading somewhere, and I, I can't remember where I was reading, but it was talking about how Kirk Cousins could be in a situation where he is, if he is tagged, he could win that grievance as well, too, because of all the many years that's you know he's been on the tag. This would be year number three so far. Uh, so certainly a, a situation moving forward that uh, you know is to be monitored. But in the in the idea of a fully guaranteed deal, let's just say the Jets go crazy and they they say yeah we're gonna give it to Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah, the whole is, thing. Some $180 million, yeah. and, and we'll guarantee all the $180 million. This eliminates just about every other team, including the Broncos oh, or yeah. the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, Nobody, right? Nobody else would try that. It's No, it's too much of a risk. Nobody else would try it. Uh, in this case, Cousins would be an interesting guy to do it with you. I mean, you think about it. There have only been three quarterbacks that have ever been franchise tagged twice. Cousins, uh, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning. Uh, he's not at the level of those two guys. So if you completely guarantee that deal, I think everyone else just backs out. They just kind of go, you know, whoo, step away and let the Jets have it. Because it's just, it's such a, it's 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 almost asinine to even think about. In my eyes, yeah. I mean, with the way I don't, NFL that's teams why I don't think I don't think players. it'll happen because yeah, you'll hamstring yourself for everything, every other new contract, yeah. every free agent. Moving forward, you will always be thinking about that Cousins deal and how oh my gosh, we should not have done this because now you just have, you're 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 hog right. tied. Your hands will be tied behind your back, and then like you said, of course, that could have just a rippling effect mm-hmm. through the NFL. Uh, with other future deals. Now, let's talk about the situation where Kirk Cousins is off the table. Okay. okay let's see a, a theory. Let's say the Jets For do something reason. crazy and they or whatever, they just sign him anyway. Sure. sure, okay. You tell me between these names. Okay. Inserting them onto the team. And let's face it, these are going to be cheaper options, although be well, probably not much cheaper. Right. But cheaper options than what Kirk Cousins would bring. Okay. Well, let's just assume, yeah, Cousins going to make $30 million a year, let's sure. say. Sure. Sure. Okay. In uh, value. The, the value of these guys at what they will be and what kind of win total we could see if Denver goes after these guys. And it, we start with the guy who uh, really uh, came on strong for the Minnesota Vikings late, and that's Case Keenum, of course. Yeah. I See, if you pursue Keenum right now, he's going to be hot. I think when you look at these, these sort of starting number now for quarterbacks – in free agency, you're probably talking about eighteen to twenty million dollars. Sure, you know that's that's easy. So uh, for Keenum, I, I don't I don't think that's a good fit. I, if you were to just go sign somebody, he's probably the most interesting one. But he's already thirty. You know, he hasn't played all that much. So I, I'm nervous about taking a guy who had a, a good year where he took the team for you know a little around you know a little around half the year and, and carried them as far as he did, but. Um, remember how they looked in the game they lost, too, when they lost in the NFC Championship. I mean, I just don't want to gamble that kind of money on a guy with such a small sample size of success. So if I'm the Broncos, if it was between Case Keenum or drafting somebody, I'll draft somebody. What about both? What if you were in a situation where you pick up a Case Keenum, Okay. And you say, you know what? Well, you you're not are, using the fifth on a quarterback you are 30, then. Correct. Yes. You're you wouldn't not using do that. that fifth pick, but you're using a, maybe a, a third, a fourth round pick. Maybe a guy like Luke Falk that they saw, of course, at the senior bowl and coached. And they're a guy like, wow, this veteran coaching up the young guy. And it, it, is that overrated a little bit, or could that be uh, a realm that Denver could be traveling? It could be, I suppose. But the the idea that you have veterans training younger guys to be their replacement doesn't actually really happen. And and that was the rumor. You know, you hear people think about that with, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers got to sit behind Brett Favre. And I'm sure he learned things by watching Brett Favre. Sure. Brett Favre wasn't coaching Aaron Rodgers up. Uh, Peyton Manning was happy when he was with the Broncos to uh, share information with any players who have asked but he wasn't coaching him up brock osweiler rarely asked Trevor Simeon asked all the time and that's one of the reasons that manning basically hit it off with him and had nice things to say when he retired but uh, i that doesn't really happen so the idea we'll get this guy as a mentor not really i mean if you can observe the way they do their business 
and, and learn something out of that. Yes, but it's not like an older guy sits down and says, like, all right, let me teach you everything I know so you can replace me. But a, but a Rogers sitting behind a Favre is a much better oh, situation than yeah. a Paxton Lynch sitting behind a Trevor Simeon, with all due respect to Trevor yeah, Simeon. Yeah, well, to be fair, Paxton Lynch should have never been sitting behind Trevor Simeon. That's another not discussion for another out, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yes, of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Let's talk about another name, A.J. McCarron, who, of course, uh, won his grievance against the Bengals, right. will be available. We expect Cleveland to be a hard charger. Should Denver be in the mix as well, too? I guess you can you can kick the tires, but again, you're talking about a you know maybe a fifteen million dollar year guy with such a small sample size, and I I know the Broncos have liked him. They've they've basically called the Bengals about every year since Manning retired just to kind of check and see what they might want. Put the toe in the water, and see right? Where they go. And oh, yeah. see that they like him, but again, you're seeing a guy that's. I look at AJ McCarron, and what I see is a guy that's a better version of Trevor Simeon, which is all well and good. But I don't think that guy costs ten times more. Right, and I don't think that guy takes you to the playoffs. I don't think there's enough of a difference, to my mind, out of the free agents. You know, Cousins makes enough of a difference that now you're probably a wild card team, even without a lot of other changes, and even without the guys that sure. you have to move away from. But I, I don't think McCarron is. I mean, I think he's, I think he's an improvement over over Simeon. But why? You might as well just keep that, keep Trevor, and then hope that. Uh, the rest of your defense can hold it. Well, but, and again, when you're looking, and at again, the, I look at it and like, I'd rather draft somebody. When you're looking at the quarterback position, you're trying to elevate the team at this right, point, right? Because we have gone through two years of trying to just stand by or hold by or get by, whatever term you want to use at the quarterback position, and it has clearly not worked. They need a elevation in talent, skill, or just natural ability, and nothing we have seen. Or nothing McCarron has done has proved that he can do that. He won a ton in Alabama. Congratulations. Yeah. Tim Tebow also won a lot in Florida as well, too. The majority of that was because of the defense. So uh, I, I agree with you. And also, let's just remember, too, with Cleveland involved, wanting McCarron. There is a active desire there. They had a you trade know, ready to go. They had a trade ready to go. Didn't file the papers. The Browns did a Brown thing. You would have to get into a bidding war. What with if the Browns. the Browns did a Brown thing that was smart? You think they intentionally? No, what I mean, they, they didn't. They didn't fax. What, what was going to matter? Ooh. They were. They were. They were terrible. Didn't fax it in. Kind of read the tea leaves. You're like, maybe we can get oh. him on the off season. We don't have to give him anything. Your tinfoil hat is blinding me. No, I, I know it's the Browns. <laughs> I know they just goofed up and didn't send the fax. Let's talk about another name, and this is a name that immediately came to your mind, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about yeah. this. Tyrod Taylor, of course, previously in Buffalo. Yeah, out of all out of all the guys that are going to be available to me, if you can't get Cousins, Taylor is about the only other free agent I suppose I could live with it. Now, again, I don't think he elevates the entire team, but the mobility is interesting. He's a better passer than people give him credit for. Uh, he's been on kind of a crummy Bills team and, and with virtually no receivers for most of his time there. And done, a, I think, a pretty good job. The, the problem is, what does he cost? Uh, we know sure. that Gary Kubiak likes him. We know that Gary Kubiak's kind of in the decision-making again. And we know the Broncos basically tried to sign him the same year they signed Peyton Manning. But at that point, he would have actually been the third quarterback behind Manning and Osweiler. And so Tyler, did, Taylor did not want that deal, not surprisingly. So there's some groundwork that's basically already been laid with John Elway, with Gary Kubiak, guys that know him. But... Uh, I, I think it's an outside possibility, but again, the, the, the challenge, you brought it up and, and worded it very well. Elevate the whole team. I think Tyrod Taylor can make your quarterback position quite a bit better. 
don't know if it makes the whole team better. Sure. I think that you have to find a quarterback that's maybe a little more complete to do that. But out, out of, you know, the, we talked about Keenum, we talked uh, about McCarron. I would rather have Taylor than either one of those he guys. He is your favorite guy. Yeah, you know, there's there's parts of Tyrod Taylor's game that make me think that under a quality coaching staff, building and and creating creative strategies around him, I, I think you can be successful to an extent I don't think he's a guy you went in the playoffs with. Uh, I'm not really even sure if you get to the playoffs with him, uh, but certainly it is a name that could be out there but in the, the idea, event yeah. where Cousins and, is not available. And you hear this you know, idea that, well, he's a running quarterback, so the problem is he can't pass, he's not accurate. Well, that's actually not true. I mean, he had... Uh, Derek Carr had an underwhelming year, but he was Derek Carr was at sixty two point seven percent. Dak Prescott was at sixty two point nine percent. Tyrod Taylor was at sixty two point six. That's the same as Philip Rivers. It's better than Jared Goff, who, who was fantastic. It's better than Marcus Mariota. It was better than Russell Wilson. So the idea that the Taylor can't pass and isn't accurate isn't entirely fair. Now he's not Drew Brees, but nobody's Drew Brees. So I, I think that. That, that's the one I guess I would I would be okay with. The question is, what does he cost you? He's been a starter. He's got a sure. track record. If he has to cost you $20, $20 million, again, I think I'd go back to the draft, and I, I maybe hope you can hit it in there. Last name, and I want to package these two names yeah. together because, of course, they're the, from some of the, the same team. Teddy Bridgewater. Who I loved coming Sam out of college. Sam Bradford. Yee. Both who have had injury issues. Of course, Sam Significant Bradford's injury entire issues. season. Bridgewater had the one devastating injury, which many weren't even sure if he was going to still be able right. to play football. Turns out he can, but he hasn't played in a long time. And I don't really know if we saw great signs from Bridgewater anyways after you know prior to that major injury. Right. Are these two Denver should be kicking the tires on? Or is this just uh you're nice guys, but I mean, we'll it, it, it it totally depends on the money. And, and it's funny, we're talking about, we've now talked about all three of the Vikings quarterbacks and, and the difference between Bridgewater and Bradford is so huge that that's why I think that Case Keenum's probably not going to be available. Sure. Uh, the Vikings are looking at it and, you know, Keenum's 30, but what's I think Bradford's 30 or very close to it. And the injury history with Bridgewater, I think, makes Keenum the safe bet. So I don't think he's going anywhere in Minnesota. Uh if you see enough from Bridgewater, if you bring him in and work him out and you feel he's healthy and he's not going to cost you very much because of the injury history, let's say he comes in for $8 million or something, I think you would maybe look at it, but that's a concern. The one thing about Bradford that I would say is slightly interesting is you could sign Bradford for you know whatever you get him for. It's not going to be outlandish, I think, because everyone knows that he's eventually going to get hurt. And... Maybe in that case, the the reason you would do it is you could sign Bradford and then use your fifth pick on a quarterback anyway and not rush them. So if you grabbed, say, a Baker Mayfield with the five, look, the odds are at the end of the season Mayfield's going to be quarterbacking because something's going to happen to Bradford. But on a one-year deal, uh, maybe that's okay. It, it still feels like you're bringing in a backup. Yeah. It feels like you're bringing in a backup to be a starter and – Go back to that word. You're not elevating the team. The in only any guy way. available that can do that is Kirk Cousins, and that's why the money being thrown that's going to be thrown at him is as enormous as it is. Of all the names we talked about, Case Keenum, AJ McCarron, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford. If they are on the roster next year, is this a playoff team? Any one of those names, in the event where Kirk Cousins wow. is not available. Do any of them make a playoff team? Because if they don't, they, they might. in my eyes, 
you should be going after a player in the draft if you cannot get Kirk Cousins. To me, it's Cousins or the draft because these yep. guys, they don't elevate your team. They are, are guys who are just simply guys. They are, uh, you know, uh, the term a lot of times is jag. They're just another guy. and They're at the very least at that position kind of all, uh, even though they're not bad, they're sort of all interchangeable. They, they, they sit in that maybe uh, lower third of starting quarterbacks sure. and uh, it, not really game-changing guys. And so why blow the budget on someone who might not make a difference when you can pay, take one of the quarterbacks and try again? I mean, granted, we know the Broncos are 0-2 in that under John Elway, but I think you... you but you, it's the you, smarter option because you're looking yeah. at these guys. Well, I mean, it, does, it means you don't have to cut Derek Wolf or you don't have to cut... Sure. You know, Emmanuel Sanders or, or C.J. Anderson, if you don't want to, that's a big difference. And it's one of the sales points for Cousins, too. So uh, I think that is I'm with you. I think it's Cousins or the draft uh, with the caveat that not Josh Allen. Uh, not high on Josh. Allen. I am not high, not on, high on the Allen. Wyoming product. I can hear the Cowboys coming down from Laramie already. It happens all the time ready, with, with pitchforks and uh, and brooms ready to uh, protest at your house. That's fine. I, I care about <laughs> I, literally in college football. There, I, there are there are plenty of stats you can look at. The one I care about more than anything is completion percentage. Yes, absolutely. And guys who can't well, look, we already saw with the Broncos. You saw guys with Osweiler and Lynch who had you know middling completion percentages on sort of dominant offenses in in conferences where they didn't play a lot of good defenses and the assumption was that they just figured out at the nfl level well you don't you don't figure it out if if you're in college already and you can't get the ball where you want it to go it's not going to happen at the nfl level and that's josh allen's problem so that's why that's the one guy if darnold or rosen uh, or mayfield is there at five and they take any of those i'm fine rosen to me seems the most nfl ready i don't know if he has the ceiling at the other two guys i know darnold has had a lot of turnovers and that's a concern but you can actually the things you can change is you can teach a guy not to turn it over but you sometimes can't teach the guy that sort of gunslinging mentality where you're not afraid of it. So that's why I'm not as down on Darnold as a lot of people are. And all Mayfield's done has been the best quarterback in college football, no. uh, basically, you know, for the last season and really close behind that. Of course, I'm, I'm the weirdo that for some reason never gets talked about that actually really loves Lamar Jackson. So to my mind, there are a lot of options in the draft for the Broncos. So you either swing for the fences and land Kirk Cousins, but don't. To my mind, don't do the half measures. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. The team, the guy that makes you a few games better. I think Kansas City will backslide with Mahomes. I think the the future is very bright with Mahomes, but sure. he's twenty one right now. So he's twenty two when they start playing the season. First year of a starter, uh, he's he's gonna have some b- bad games, and I think maybe the Chiefs backslide to, instead of a twelve win team, maybe they're a nine win team. But the Broncos still have to get to that level. You figure the Raiders will be a little better if the Chargers stay healthy. They could they could get to nine ten wins with relative ease. So these these teams are going to sort of cannibalize each other, which means I think again you have to have a a very significant quarterback to make the difference. The other thing that I think is telling is this locker room. Von Miller was already praising Kirk Cousins the night that Kirk Cousins beat them. Yeah, not after the season. Week sixteen. They, yeah, they still had games left, and and I do wonder if you're John Elway, you know. Is it also worth not only elevating your team, but firing your locker room back up? Because they want that guy. Quick yes or no to end the podcast. If they get Kirk Cousins, are they the the, the candidate to win the division, the, the leading candidate? I think there's a few more things to do. The Chiefs have had it for a while. I think it's still... Because to me, they're hands down the favorite if they get Kirk Cousins. 
Hands you know what? Favorite. They probably would have, as strange as it sounds, and they do have question marks, they would probably have the fewest question marks. Derek Carr really regressed. We have yeah. no idea what John Gruden's going to be able to do after basically sitting out for a decade. Uh, we know he's a smart football mind and everything, but the history of guys that leave, it's it's bad. Uh, the Chargers always seem to have something happen. They're in the mix, but Phillip Rivers turns over the ball a lot, and we know that the Chiefs are a very good team, but they will backslide a bit with a young quarterback. Yeah, Kirk Cousins probably does make them the favorite to win the AFC West. Not by a lot, but it probably does. All right, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap14. Find them on the web and spell out the website for me, please. Tap14.com. That's tap14.com. Sean, we will have a ton of draft to talk about coming up in future Broncos Blitz podcasts, of course, at milehighsports.com. You can also uh, find your work writing. You had some excellent stuff on the Broncos last week. We'll have some good stuff coming up this week. You can find that on the website. That's milehighsports.com. And every morning, of course, on the radio. Yes, yes. Uh, mornings at 5280 with uh, uh, TJ Carpenter and uh, Nate Lundy right. as well too. Very good. It's the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. Find previous podcasts on the website. That's milehighsports.com. Milehighsports.com. <laughs>